Hello, loyal royals. It is Timmy, um, the queen from In the Queen's Throne Room, your hostess with the mostest. I'm just here to quickly give um, a little uh, preemptive disclaimer, I guess is the best way to describe it. But um, we had some, uh, I guess, technical issues during this episode. So some of the audio kind of overlaps. Just be prepared for that. We weren't talking over each other. We tried not to. Um, but just wanted to let you know. Um, but enjoy the episode. I'll see you in the throne room. Ladies, gentlemen, gender nonconforming, welcome to another episode of In the Queen's Throne Room, the witchiest podcast in this corner of the kingdom. And yes, we're still witchy. It's still spooky season. We're still having a great time. And with that, um, we're bringing another episode involving a classic horror film of sorts. And, you know, like on this podcast, we are consistently thirsty. We are just always thirsty for somebody, whether it's Tom Holland or Chris Evans, whatever. But this week, we are feeling thirsty and we are feeling bloodthirsty. Um, but we are really, really thirsty and bloodthirsty for attractive man with Farrah Fawcett <laughs> style mullets. And obviously, I had to bring someone on who equated that thirst, that <laughs> thirst. So I am, <laughs> so I am happy to introduce um, our yeah first timer guest this week. Um, Aaron, how's it going? <laughs> Good. I was trying not to laugh over you talking. <laughs> I love that. I, I love so that. <laughs> I'm so glad you appreciated it, though. I did. I did. It's so good. I just started like listening to your podcast. Um, and I'm really enjoying it, to be honest with you. I have to redecorate my room this next week. And I think I'm just going to marathon all of the episodes while I'm doing that. Oh, my gosh. I love that for you. I mean, I kind of love it and I kind of hate it because <laughs> I listen to my voice for like eight hours on a loop. And you'll have to listen to me and my friend Rodney talk about Tom Holland for like three hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a Chris Evans girl, but I accept. I I mean that's valid. That is completely, completely valid. I'm just warning you. It's literally an episode about one movie, but all we talk about is Tom Holland the entire time. Is that it's a great. movie with like everybody in it? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, uh, the Devil All the Time yeah. with um Bill Skarsgård, Robert Pattinson with his terrible accent, <laughs> um all of that. <laughs> very good but we're not but we're not talking about tom holland this week okay we're not talking about twings we're not talking about chris evans doing a backflip into the pool on his oh yeah instagram story which is weirdly not the most scandalous thing that's appeared on his instagram story (laughs) but (laughs) which i this is why i feel like everyone knows but um in lieu i'm talking about farrah fawcett style mullets on men this week we are talking about 1987's the Lost Boys, uh, directed by Joel Schumacher, rest in peace, queer icon. We love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring probably one of the most iconic casts of the 80s. Um, we have the Corys in their debut. So Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, Jason Patrick, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Kurtz, Diane Weiss, Edward Herman. We, ha- we have it all. Like, it's it's a bomb cast, like, yeah. like it's 
so perfectly 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I would start out with our usual um, discussion on how we kind of came upon the Lost Boys before we start getting into like other things. Like how we came upon it, how we came to love it since we both love it. I mean, I wouldn't invite Erin on if she didn't love it and yeah. I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't love it. So like, how did you come upon this? Um, It's just one of those, it's actually a movie that my brother used to watch and I wasn't into it until like I saw, um, oddly enough, the scene where the dog Thorn attacks the mom. And then I was like, this is interesting. And that was because <laughs> I thought the dog was really pretty. <laughs> You're like, oh, pretty dog. Yeah, pretty <laughs> human dog. But yeah. Um, and then I don't know, just from then on, any kind of like 80s movies always going to appeal to me, um, whether it was oh, yeah. when I was a kid or like right now. Um, I remember I was in the hospital like four years ago and I watched this movie all the way through and I kind of like found a new love for it then. And I don't know, I've just always, the aesthetic, um, I always love the, like, interesting take on vampires. I think it's, like, an interesting twist. Yeah. It's just different, like, half vampires is an interesting twist on, like, the vampire lore. So I've always appreciated the originality when it came to that. Yeah, it's, I I mean, like, so, like, I, I, like, was, like, reading up on it before I watched it. So to start with me, I feel like, I saw this everywhere at one point, like back in the days when we had movie stores, like that's where my, like, I feel like my family was the last family ever to switch over to Netflix before, like everyone else was already on the train. Everyone was already ordering like from home. And and I was like, but I like going to the movie store. I like that experience. I still miss it. Um, It was the best, but I swear every movie store had a poster of the lost guys. I, I swear, like, I would see it all the time. I would see it, like, in, like, the employee favorite shelf. Like, <laughs> uh, like somebody just loved this film, and I just never watched it. And then recently, I was watching, like, all the documentaries on Shudder, um, particularly on my, I believe The Lost Boys is featured in In Search of Darkness, which is the four-hour mm-hmm. 80s documentary mm-hmm. that it was just everything and has introduced me to so many excuse me weird and wild films like i, I watched society because of that and that's wow one that's fu- fucking twisted cool. film yeah i've been wanting to watch that ever since i watched in search of darkness um i've never heard of it before then but i was like wow this is uh very odd looking to say the least but it's yeah it's i'm not even sure i classify it as horror it's ve- it's because they're at like it does have like that weird um makeup and like some really gruesome stuff i, I mean i think the guy did the makeup for that did it for um dream warriors which also has some really gruesome yeah. makeup mm-hmm. um, probably like the most gruesome makeup in that franchise yeah um as far as i know um but that but like i also like saw this and i was like ooh. I'm like, so that's what it's about. And then, like, I saw Keith for Sutherland, and I was like, oh, I, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. And I saw, and then, like, they mentioned the Corys, and I grew up with seeing, watching Corey Feldman. Um, I swear I've watched the Goonies, like, or at least bits and pieces of the Goonies, like, a lot. Um, because that was, like, one of my dad's favorite, mostly because the guy who played Rudy is, like, a kid in that movie, which I hate Rudy. So that 
meant nothing to me. Um, but uh, and then I also watched um, on YouTube. There's this guy. He does these uh, video essays about uh, queer history involving certain like pop culture. Like he has a Harry Potter one. He does a Disney one, and he's now done two um, for horror. And his first one goes very, like, throughout the history. Second one kind of, like, picks certain movies to look at and queer code them. But one of them that he looked at was The Lost Boys. <laughs> and part of the reason was that uh, Joel Schumacher, as I mentioned earlier, um, was he's come to be known as kind of an out queer director, <laughs> um, kind of along the same veins as... Um, Clive Barker kind of came to be known for that. Yeah. And so I got really fascinated because then they started like going through the queer coding of it. And it's like, yeah, it's um like one, the central piece are the lost boys, the the vampire gang that uh lives in um Santa Carla. And that it's just all these boys hanging out together, like not really taking female influence. And I was like, oh okay and then like you watch and then i watched the movie and i was like okay this shit is gay as fuck um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like i love this like i mean also we got like we we got kind of um strong female characters in this with um the mom lucy and um star kind of like characters that have their own agency which is always just nice and also i i I just love diane weiss so and again the cast um but since I've, we've kind of brought up different things, I thought I would give a quick summary of The Lost Boys before we move forward for those who haven't seen it. So basically the premise of this movie is kind of focused on, I mean, the movie doesn't start here, but this is kind of the premise. The, the movie kind of starts kind of focusing on Santa Carla where it's set. But the main plot line is about the Emerson family, which is... Um, the recently divorced mother, Lucy, played by Diane Weist, the amazing Diane Weist, and then um, her two sons, um, Michael and Sam. And they kind of didn't want to leave, like, their hometown, like, the, the usual kind of gang. And they moved to Santa Carla, which is um, a fictional boardwalk town in California in the 80s. It's extremely 80s in the best way. Like, everything about it just screams the A's and it screams very San Francisco. It was actually filmed in Santa Cruz. I think some aspects were in San Francisco. Um, but I, that it just has like this awesome vibe, but it's, um, but like when they drive in, they immediately drive past the sign. And on the other side, it says um, murder capital of the world or the U S I forget which, um, but uh after they move there um uh they they move well they move in with um lucy's father who's kind of this eccentric old man doesn't have a tv very kind of stuck in like his old ways very very kooky he's he's adorable um we love we love grandpa (laughs) um he's so sweet uh but things start to like kind of get uh weird when like they start exploring and lucy comes across like the a bunch of the uh wanted like well not wanted posters like lost people posters um 
And then um, we also are introduced to like this motorcycle gang uh, who just are always on this boardwalk, like look up to no good. Like we, like, we know something's wrong, but we don't really get a glimpse until um, uh, they have um, this one girl member of their gang, uh, kind of like a side piece. Like it, it, it's clear she's not really like into any of them. She's kind of just there. And she kind of reels in um the of the two brothers, Sam and Michael, Michael. And so he gets involved with this gang and they like uh almost like they, they race on like their motorcycles and was driving up off a cliff. And then they bring him down to um their little uh hangout area, uh, which is like under like the cliff and all of that and they like they make him do weird things like he's he's like hallucinating food all this stuff they make him like hang off a bridge later on and then he wakes up and he like is very sensitive to sunlight and all of this and long story short he um he basically finds out that this gang is actually a gang of vampires who are responsible for all the killings that go on in Santa Carla and then there's like the whole thing with his brother who meets these weird uh, <laughs> brothers, um, the Frog Brothers, the iconic Frog Brothers, on um, one which is played by Corey Feldman, um, doing like the deepest, huskiest voice I've ever heard in my life. Um, which, which it's like, I, I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was surprising. That was, yeah. I have. Because I feel like I feel like he doesn't do that voice like anywhere in any other. Yeah, movie. I know. Some I was watching a video about it actually, a nostalgia critic, and he was like, he sounds like a baby Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it it was <laughs> it it was like one of the most distracting things. I mean, they're they're hilarious. Like th- this movie is kind of um a comedy in a ways but also has like kind of like serious undertones with it um but basically the whole film is kind of dealing with these vampires um trying to like figure out how to like reverse it on michael because he kind of got into it and like he didn't know what was going on and so he feels kind of duped and yeah so that that's basically kind of um the premise of the film so um I don't know where to start with that. Like what, what are like some of your favorite things from this film, um, Aaron? Um, let's see. So I think, and I mentioned it before, but I think I just like the lore of the vampires on this movie. I feel like it's done a little different. Like um, even yeah. when they originally go into the lair and Michael just drinks the blood and that's how he becomes a half vampire. I don't think I've seen any kind of transformation yeah. like that before. Um, I also just, I just really like the aesthetic of it. Um, it's really, oh, yeah. and then the saxophone guy in the beginning is another big highlight for me. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, he is mm-hmm. great. And then like you look at him and then he pans out to James Petrie, who <laughs> is just, uh, a stunning Not man. Like, I never knew he existed before mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. I, I never knew that um, he never he existed before this it's film at all. So, wait, it's what a blessing, Sorry. actually, to find out he exists. 
I know. Oh my god, he just like I don't know why he's. So I don't pretty. know either. <laughs> he's he's really like the best looking one in this whole movie. I think. Oh, he really, and that's saying something because we have Keith or yeah. Keith or Sutherland, who I mean, I think Keith or Sutherland is sexier, just because of his mm-hmm. character. Like, there's something really alluring about David, um, who like. He, he's kind of an enigma in the film like because we, we don't really learn yeah. anything about him we, we just know that he runs this biker gang um which uh again like you were talking about the aesthetic like the costuming in this film Incredible. is just yeah wild so good. it's i love it so much i mean like the first thing i think of when i think of this film is again like the hairstyling like the beautiful mullets that they all have but like yeah. they're all different yeah they're all like different variations of 80s hairstyles it's like a lookbook of 80s hairstyles basically oh 100 percent. and i mean my favorite one is alex winter's <laughs> yes. like ramen noodle but like long hair i mean i think his has like the coolest character design like the boots and um the kind of it kind of gives me um like lady gaga on the uh, yeah. Judas video that like but but this was in the 80s and it just i don't know it, it looks great like it, it, it there's clearly some like catholic influence which is mm-hmm. also really cool to see um which kind of ties in like the whole be- because like like you said like it has a really interesting look at vampires um I've watched way too many vampire yeah. things. Like I've watched Vampire Diaries, um, Twilight, obviously, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which apparently this was like the biggest influence for. Which I def, I definitely can see because I feel like Michael and David are kind of the original uh, angel. And yeah, Spike. actually, and it's like the way they look when they transform too is like the same as Buffy. Right? Because they usually, they look like normal oh. and then like when they're vampire form, they have like that scrunched up face and like the teeth. Yeah. Exactly. And then you even have like the st- like stylistically like you kind of have like the, like I think David Boreanaz is like the best looking <laughs> person on Buffy. He just has like that dark, mysterious brooding look to him. Like, he doesn't have to, like, do much. He doesn't emote much. His character, like, is just kind of exists to be yeah. depressing. And that type of way, which is exactly what Michael is. Like, I love him, but his character is kind yeah. of dull. And see, I'm, I'm opposite. Because, like, I really love Michael in Lost Boys, but I'm a Spike girl from Buffy. For sure. See, I've only watched one season, so I don't think yeah. I've gotten far to really appreciate yeah, Spike yet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I, I love Angel. He just uh, I was um, I don't know why I, I I like stopped it after one season, and just never went back. But I need I need to fix that. But but like I was saying, like they have very similar like just character mm-hmm. designs, okay. like even down to the hair. Like it it they're basically a night like Spike and Angel are basically a nineties version of. Uh, yeah Michael I David. never even thought of that and you're absolutely right like thinking about it now that's crazy it's just yeah mm-hmm. I love that oh my god but 
but I think one difference is um like as as boring as like Michael is because they kind of like just throw him like the usual like kind of heartthrob storyline like he's going after this girl all of this but I think the most sexual tension felt in the film is between him oh, and for David. sure a hundred percent because every time he sees star it's like they just say each other's names basically <laughs> yeah that's like the depth of their conversation it, it's they are the straightest but not straight like couple yeah. ever <laughs> it's just you you like like the dialogue he wrote like when like they first meet it's like he's at this like concert and he sees her and just like oh and then mm-hmm. goes after her but then but then david comes in and i don't know like from that point on you just see them kind of excuse me like it definitely feels like David's yeah, almost like seducing him. Yeah, he kind him. of does whatever David tells him to do. Follows him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Drops from the train track. And like, there's like, yeah. Like, and, and like, doesn't listen to Star. Yeah, no, he and doesn't. All of this. Like, you know, like, you know, like, later on, he's like, Star, like, I need your help. But, but it's just, I don't know. It, it feels like he tries, um, like they tried so hard to not make it about yeah. them but it's exactly. about them <laughs> like I, I I, yeah I think it would have been like more interesting if like they went into that more that I think it's one of like my criticisms like I love this film but there's like some things that are kind of messy about it um just in terms of like plot like everything kind of like falls into place a bit too nicely but it's carried by like such a strong aesthetic and such a strong cast that like you're willing to forgive it and I think that's like one of them is like I I feel like the character like as much as like Michael's kind of dull I think his character was necessary but I don't think the character of Star yeah and that's kind of something that disappoints me because I really like seeing really strong female characters and I just don't I love like I think Star is beautiful like she's gorgeous but I don't think she does a whole lot except she protects the little kid um, which is which is nice. Yeah. Like I I think it's really awesome that you know she was there for him because they were both half vampires or whatever. But like I feel like she doesn't really do much other than yeah. to just like forward the plot a little bit. Like it could have been without her. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I feel like the the kid kind of yeah he he's just too. like he's on the milk carton and then he shows up at the end, pretty much. Yeah, it's just, like, little illusions. Like, I feel like they were, like, prop that they put in to kind of carry things along. And then to have, like, the random, like, sex scene that, like, just had... I mean, that's another thing I love about this film is, like, certain... The way they film certain scenes is, like, so Mm -hmm. 80s. And that's one of them where they have, like, this kaleidoscope effect. And I, I know they used it another time, but I forget what... Four. What was it when he was? They were eating um, uh, the Chinese food, which is one of my. They were like after he drank the blood. I think maybe, yeah, yes, yeah. Because because I think that's when like they transitioned to the bridge. I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's because he's like saying David's name over and over again after he drinks the blood, and then they're like on the bridge. And we're supposed to think he's straight after that. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, 
it's it's a very valid like um <laughs> assessment of it I think and honestly like after what you said like I want to watch it through that lens and just like see it from that yeah. viewpoint and it might change my perspective on the movie entirely yeah it, it's definitely like I, I feel like that kind of mm-hmm. goes with a lot of horror films looking back like that that's why I'm like picking out certain ones and I'm like I'm like this is so gay this is so gay but it's also like I never kind of yeah. saw it this way like it, it's just as much as like it's very much there and once you see it it's like yeah you're more right than the people that were saying like this was a very vanilla type film um but it's, yeah, it's no, not <laughs> so I, I I think you would enjoy um the uh video essay that i watch it's called monsters in the closet by i, f- I think mm-hmm. his name is james summerton uh I'll, I'll probably send you a link but it it goes through so many films like it it talks a lot about nightmare 2 right. um which was kind of the reason that i watched that which that like that film has a lot of um history regarding um queer culture and like horror so uh but yeah um, another person in the film I kind of want to talk about is the mother because I think I love Diane Weiss as an actress. Like anything I see her in, she's great. Like she's one of the most reliable people I've seen in films. But yeah. I just love her in this character. Yeah, she's just like, and it's so funny because like I feel like she's such a perfect um, uh, like daughter to the grandfather because the grandfather is like really kind of quirky and weird, but and like it's clear like she's kind of definitely become a bit more straight laced than he was, but you still get like the eccentricities of her. Yeah. And I think like in terms of like strong female character, she definitely fits the role here. Oh yeah. I think she's probably like, I I think just having her like in this film, I feel like she kind of holds the candle a bit better than star did. Um, as great as like um Jamie Gertz, like uh, I you gotta give credit for Jamie Gertz to like actually make the character someone like that's interesting and like fun to watch. And as strong as she is, because I, I think if they gave it to someone else who didn't put the effort with the character, I, I think it would it would it would have been more throwaway than mm-hmm. it already was written as. But I but I mean like she, Diane Weiss becomes very integral to the plot and to the development of um, uh, her sons specifically because they're kind of central to this because you have Michael's storyline with um, the uh, David and his gang and then you have Sam who meets the Frog Brothers and kind of like the parallel of like um, kind of looking at like youth and like growing up like it's it's almost like a coming of yeah, age story i agree and i think another thing too is just like i feel like a lot of the times like the mother characters don't really play as an important part as she did and that's also like refreshing for yeah like, the viewer so i just thought that was yeah and it's also cool to yeah and it's also cool to see like a divorced mother who kind of is just like like clearly cares about her sons like it's clearly not caught up in let like i I, like they didn't put her in the midst of like the divorce like uh proceedings Mm -hmm. and just had her after 
and her trying to live her life. And I don't know, it's, it's so, it's just nice. Like, I, I feel like we, I feel like we haven't seen a character like that since. Like, I feel like we always, they always give these mothers kind of, they're kind of erratic. They're kind of all over the place, ki- kind of causing a problem yeah. for the children. Whereas it's the, the, the opposite. Like, Michael's causing problems for her. And so is Sam because he's thinking like, um, her date is a vampire which he is pl- uh, spoiler alert plot twist um but then like michael's like showing up at home like acting like yeah. he's drunk like it, it's the, the the symptoms of him like dealing with the sunlight and all that like it, it looks like he's hung over and so she's like what's going on he's like i just want to be left alone and it's like typical angsty teenager stuff and she's trying to be like like come on let's be friends let's talk like uh it's yeah just, oh, i love her yeah i really appreciated her more like re-watching it a couple of years ago because i think when you're a kid you don't really like pick up on something like that you're just like oh cool vampires yeah. like yeah awesome but like when you're adult yeah. especially like as a woman seeing somebody play that role and like the way that the character's written is just really nice to see mm-hmm but I also have to bring up how shocked I was that Edward Herman, um, aka um, from the Gilmore Girls, was in this. Who did he play? I had no clue. Oh, he, he played on um, Max, the, yeah. um, the the head vampire in the end, the one who was trying to yeah. seduce uh, the mother. I was. Who was he in Gilmore Girls? Um, he played a. Uh, Richard Gilmore, the um, uh, Lorelai. Okay. Dad. I only watched like select episodes and seasons of that show for Jess. So. Oh, I need to watch more. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I've only seen two seasons personally, but I love the yeah. Gilmore Girls. It's such oh, it's so much fun. Um, but he plays like in that show. He plays like kind of like a bumbling. Like, like very much kind of the same character makeup as this um but a little less put together and eventually a little, like much less sinister but his character in that is like it's so much more comedy based yeah. whereas this character was a bit more serious um so it just it just really shook me because I, I didn't expect to see him and also like Gilmore Girls was like filmed in like the late mm-hmm. 90s early 2000s and Interesting. It doesn't look that much different. So so that kind of shocked me too. Um, I mean, rest in oh. peace to him because he passed away recently. Which like so so many like in this list. Like I I, I was today years old when I found out yeah, the Corey game passed. I remember away in that actually. I remember that day because my mom was obsessed with the Corys. My brother is actually Corey. So Aww. um, but yeah, it it was a sad day really was so. mm. yeah I, I i knew like that they were the Corys, but mm-hmm. i'd never seen him in anything so this is the first time i've seen him and then i was like i'm like i wonder what he's doing today because i know what cory feldman is <laughs> doing today like he he's a, he's become an interesting uh individual um much like um yeah macaulay culkin has uh <laughs> very similar similar um yeah but um and so i was like i was like what's he up to i'm like 
oh he passed yeah. away 10 years ago um uh, i'm like i'm like okay that's that's cute um and then obviously joel schumacher like it, it's just wild like because i feel like if i watched this film back when like uh i first like discovered it but i, I was such a good to choose back then that i just like was like oh i can't watch like an r-rated film until i'm like until I've seen a PG-13 film. Like, I have to wait until I'm 18 to watch an R-rated film. Yeah, I was that kid. I was so I think, that kid. Yeah, I <laughs> think my mom, like, fully now. gave up at a certain point. Because I was, like, so about watching horror movies. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> you're going to see much worse things in school. So. <laughs> that's how that yeah. went. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't think my parents ever, like gave a shit um like i i think they kind of did like i knew there were certain movies like they're, they're like no but that was usually like for sexual stuff because the first like pg-13 movies i saw were all kind of horror based mm-hmm. like pirates of the caribbean the first one has like elements of horror to it and then i saw the brothers grim um which like i didn't realize until years later was the first time i ever saw heath oh. ledger in a movie um which was wild to me because no one talked about him until um, the Dark Knight, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's the same yeah. person. Oh, interesting. Um, but like this, I remember I, I saw this one. Like this was like up next to like Slither and like all those like weird um, early two thousands films that people kind of make fun of, like The Human Centipede, and like they had like the weirdest, creepiest. Like I have like a fear of snakes. So things that like are slithery and like move in that fashion like creep me out. Um, and and I saw this next to it, and I was just like, I'm like, yeah, that's not a film for me. Granted, and like I was like, I was like, it's probably gonna be way too gory. Granted, there's yeah, very um, little gory. I mean, granted, stuff. when it does show up, I think like a it, couple times that the couple times it does, it's pretty, pretty um gory, but it's definitely not overt at all. Yeah. Yeah, like I think the glorious part is when um the Frog Brothers um trap one of um David's vampires mm-hmm. in the uh, the bathtub filled with holy water, and he like disintegrates and it shoots up out of all the yeah. like it blows up the plumbing system yeah. in the house. For sure. Like, but it's so funny, like you you see that happen, but they don't show what happens to uh the guys around the campfire that they try to get um. Yeah, they show uh, like hints Michael of it, but it's not like crazy. It, it's very jump cutty. Like it's very like I don't know what's going on. And then like they all of a sudden show Jay uh I almost said Jason. Uh, Michael with um yeah. his golden eyes, which are, are like I know, it, right? it, as if he couldn't get any hotter. <laughs> like, I was like, like, oh my god, those shit. eyes. I guess that's how they get you. Oh my god. Like I want to see more of his films just to like admire really him. Ones, for sure. But, like that's literally like that would oh my god. That made my day. But in like in light of that, um, I thought it'd be funny to do maybe one round of Fuck Mary Kill because right. there's not much to work with necessary necessarily, but I think we I think a cool like group of three would be um uh star david and michael so if you were given those three fuck mary kill 
Um, what, so, what would be your choices? I feel like we're going to have the same answer. So my fuck would be David, obviously. Um, Mary would be Michael and Kill would be Star. Yes. <laughs> I figured it. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely... That's, yeah, that's definitely... I mean, maybe switch Michael and David, but, like, I feel bad because, like, so, again, I think Star is kind of the... Not to bring in, like, Star Wars into this, but, like, the Rose Tycho of this film, like, was clearly, like, meant to be, like, this really strong, like, important character, but just didn't work out that way. So I feel bad for killing her, but I'm, like, I'm, like, damn, a life with Michael and then a nice, like, good, <laughs> um, quickie in, um, that nice little bed that they have, um, in like their little hideout like after um mm-hmm. all the crazy shit that they do at night with um with David and I feel like David has like a harem so like it, it would be like <laughs> an event like it, it'd be so wonderful um also like Loki have a vampire kink so like I'm about that um Grand, I would get that from both of them, but then like yeah, Michael Michael's just like no, vampire. I don't want to. David's full vampire, like, and he embraces it. Oh yeah, and yes. it's great, and it's hot, and that's what that that's why their final fight scene is like. <laughs> I'm just like oh, <laughs> like you can't see it right now, but I just like cross my legs. Like, I'm just like very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. To be fair. Mary, Michael, and Star. Oh, if I yeah. could change up the rules a little bit, because I feel like Star would be protective of the children. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, she'd be an amazing mother. So, so maybe we'll just like put. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'd still put her as kill <laughs> because I feel like we'd be doing her a disservice by marrying her because we we'd be we both be the mother boring. role, and it, it just it would be messy. I don't think it would get boring. I, I think it would be there you go. messy because we'd be fighting. <laughs> so, so, so I, I'm just like I, I'm just like I'm putting you out of your misery. I mean, maybe we we can turn you into a vampire and like I'll, I'll just feed you some like uh I'll I'll feed her like some like random asshole or like maybe like what when um Donald Trump like loses all his money, I can just feed that's her very him, true. like Mike Pence, yeah, him and Mike with Pence. his fly. Yeah, with the fly. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! There was one moment during that, not not to have topic again, but where it flew on him and he like closed his eyes for a moment or was like looking down, and he looked dead. They're they're attracted to decaying like, matter, so there you go. Yeah, they're also attracted to I shit. Thought it so. was my screen at first. <laughs> and- yeah, well, like that, something, like, there was a fly you know, like, there. Just and like, then I went to Twitter and I was like, I guess it wasn't <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's God real, it's real. Fly. All right, but, <laughs> but anyways, back to the Lost Boys, um, so, uh, since like this is kind of one of the iconic films of the 80s 80s horror 80s horror has kind of made a comeback 
um, in recent years, like a lot of remakes, uh, uh, Halloween. Um, well, Halloween's the seventies. Um, but like Nightmare. Um, excuse me, I forget what else. But there's been so many horror films being remade or like riffed on in some way. Like Fright Nights, another one which I'll be discussing next week. Um, both that and mm-hmm. its um, remake because I love the remake a lot. But they haven't made a Lost Boys remake. There were two sequels oh. um, of which I have not seen. Um, I don't know if I want. It's not worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not sure. Um, just, just like reading them because I feel like they only brought back uh, Corey Feldman every time. And I'm like, I'm not, no. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I kind of need Corey Feldman with like a side of something else to kind of balance him um and then one of them showed him like in his like 30s now and I'm just like I'm, I'm like that's too, yeah. too weird for me I'm sorry I can't <laughs> because he literally looks just like a grown-up version of his child self which like he is a grown-up version of his child self but like it's yeah it's Corey Feldman it doesn't work but um I thought we would um think about what we what we would do if we were the director or producer or whatever. What we would do if we were able to do a remake of this film because I, I think as much as I'm like iffy when it comes to remakes, um, I feel like this one could offer up some really interesting material to work with. Um, kind I I feel like it um so. Not not to go into me, um, but like, I I just kind of wanted to ask, like, what would um we do, like maybe like story wise, who would we cast, like what what are like some of your thoughts? So like, it's really hard for me there? to separate this movie from the '80s aesthetic, and it's very difficult for me to think about yeah. it in another time period, which brings me to my casting. Um, I would cast Dacre Montgomery as <laughs> David, one hundred percent. Um, Billy Millen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could carry a whole movie by himself. He's that- like a very strong actor, and I would just like to see him fleshed out a little bit more. Yes. And I just think he would be so good for it. And I feel like he could make that character really interesting. Yeah, like I I remember yeah. like you, you mentioned this a few times on Twitter, and I was like. And I was like, oh, my God, he's perfect. But looking at him, he looks he exactly like Jason Petrique. Yeah. Like, he looks so much like him. But I'm, like, thinking about what he has done, mm-hmm. like, in Stranger Things. Because that's what most people know him from. And I'm like, yeah, and that was my other so thing. It's like, he looks wise. He's Michael. But acting, like, his performance in Stranger Things is David. But um, I, do, I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's, I don't know if you've seen Power Rangers, but he's a really good hero as well. And I, I would just appreciate seeing him in oh. Michael's role. But that brings me to David. Play the villain. So you watch American Horror Story, I assume. 100%. So I would cast Cody Fern as yes. David. Mm-hmm. That interesting kind of pigeonholes him because I know he's like the bad guy in the apocalypse, kn- but I just feel like between the two of them, it would be very, very good to watch. I, I mean, in 1984, he plays mm-hmm. kind of uh, 
himbo type character. So, so yeah. I, I think he's going back and forth a lot. Um, um, yeah, that, I just really love him in Apocalypse, one. and I think like that performance is what sells it for me. But that's what I would go with mm. for those two. And then for Star, I would kind of want to see her become more of like a strong character in the remake. So I think I would actually have to go. This is going to yeah. sound also like an interesting choice, but I would go with Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I really, love, oh. yeah, I really love Euphoria. I love, um, that. I love her. And I'm not like a huge fan of the new Spider Man movies, but I she's like a really. A highlight for me and I just feel like she's really good at playing like strong female characters and I just want to see Star be a strong female character oh yeah well I know I, I won't talk with you about the Spider-Man movies because I love them I know, I know. and I would die for Tom Holland it's not that I don't like them they're just not like my favorite of the MCU by any means so uh, um, but those are like my three main um, choices for the three main characters. And then I would throw, not to, yeah. again, not to pigeonhole somebody, but I would throw Finn Wolfhard in there as like one of the younger boys. Um, probably Corey Feldman, because I think he has like mm-hmm. the right attitude for it. But he could play Corey Haim's character as well. Yeah. I think I I think I would prefer him as mm-hmm. one of the Frog Brothers because he does comedy really well. Um, he's very good at being that that kind of person because he, he was that during mm-hmm. it. Like he he kind of carried most of it. Um, like he he definitely like had like help, but he was definitely the one. Who yeah, had the joke. Yeah, he that, definitely like, got really the, the comedy well. element for sure. So, um, and then the plot you said something about the plot. Mm-hmm. You, you they're changing, so, no it's fine huh? changing something about the plot sorry <laughs> or like mending it in a way for the remake yeah if you uh, i mean i think there is like personally so i guess I like is, one thing you, for me like, is like not like to assume the audience is dumb but i would just like them to explain more of like the actual like background of the vampires and while they're like half vampires, like I would for sure keep that because yeah. I think it's di- so different. But I would just want them to go into more explanation, like maybe have Star explain mm-hmm. it to um, Michael in a scene, just so that they have more fleshed out yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love all of that because I was looking at the same route. But then, um, uh, to get into mine, um, I kind of looked at it as bringing it in, t- bringing it to kind of um, the 21st century, like, like kind of what they did with Fright Night, because like Fright Night, the original, um, very, very, very 80s. Like, and I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. Like, in a way, don't touch it. But then they brought it to the 2010s and like threw in Tony Collette and um, uh, Colin Farrell and it just it worked like they they definitely like upgraded and like did everything right and it was 
very different from the original, even mm-hmm. though like they use a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same plot points. It, it was still very different. And that's what I like. I realized I like in a remake is when they don't yeah. do a by the book copy of it. Like um, one of my favorite like Disney remakes that they've done is the Cinderella one where they got rid of the singing. They got they kind of went back to the original story and kind of focused more on story aspects and developing all the characters, including the villains. And so I really love that. So I kind of um, want to bring this into the 21st century. So like bring, like bring us back to Santa Carla, but in this day and age, like make it very like 2000s looking kind of that vibe, like, um, like maybe like a Riverdale kind of feel to it <laughs> like uh, when I say that I'm like maybe not um yeah. but but like the the CW vibe like like that type of deal like what we kind of have gotten like with vampire films since because I I again this is the OG this is one of the originals like I feel like we can bring that but also kind of play around with the characters a bit so, like, one of my ideas was um, for Star. Um, because I don't want her That's to fair. play a love interest in this. Because I... Um, but I kind of still want her to be there. And be, because I was like... I'm like, I really want to get rid of her. Because I feel like she could be a really interesting part. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want the kid aspect in it anymore. But I kind of wanted to focus in on kind of the queer coding of it and kind of bring that out more and so I wanted to cast like I was like I'm like I don't really see any like because back then when they cast like a character like Star it was kind of um taking like someone like Naomi Campbell or like like a model and putting them in the film to play that role and just be pretty um so I was like, well, I know like a lot of like like actresses who could like do that today, but they don't hold the same like like when they get put in a film, they come into act. Like it's like Margot Robbie and Charlie Theron kind of yeah. come to mind. Like they're both absolutely stunning, but their acting ability is amazing. And so like when I when I when like casting them in a film, like you want to give them a role. Like you want to give them something interesting to work with. Um, which at first I was like, oh, maybe Margot Robbie. But I'm like, I feel like if I cast her, it would fall into kind of um, the OG star. So I oh, okay. went with um, Cara Delevingne. To kind of maybe mm-hmm. blur the lines of gender a bit. Because mm-hmm. she has a very androgynous look to her. And um, I mean, she's also gay. So like that it's like tapping into that because she's in the past kind of always played um these very feminine alty characters but not like a character that's kind of like an an outsider so like i I kind of would like cast her almost as um the member of the gang that kind of doesn't fit in necessarily uh like they they like i I feel like she, she would kind of be the muscle of the group maybe in a way but still kind of um uh be uh sympathetic to like michael and want to help him um 
like and, and again keep the like that half vampire like the whole transformation aspect to it but like she's kind of um the one who like maybe she's like um kind of not part of the gang or like kind of exists among them but they but she, she's kind of decided to like stay out of it um type deal and like she, she sees like michael kind of falling into the pitfalls that she went through and so kind of exploring that a bit more kind of being like a confidant but then i kind of want michael and david to almost like kind of immediately be kind of this cat and mouse game between them that there's kind of a mutual attraction for like different reasons but it's not like explicit like i don't want to make it like immediately like oh this is super gay type deal um like like kind of like play around with that kind of make it again like kind of make it like a a gay coming of age story with vampires because like that's what i've wanted my whole life (laughs) um just living my own fantasy i'm not sure who i would cast for them um i definitely see like one way or another like dacre montgomery in one of these yeah i I don't know i he just seems so perfect like exactly whether you bring it he's just a strong actor in general and i wish he would have more to work with yeah i mean i think he's kind of glued down a bit by stranger things because i feel like all of them involved in stranger things are kind of held down i mean like they've all kind of jut it off to do other things but uh i don't know i wonder why he hasn't just like well he has a he lives in australia like um called the broken hearts gallery i haven't seen it yet but um it's just like a rom-com like a standard run run run-of-the-mill rom-com i want to see him in something more you know powerful Mm -hmm. i mean but i feel like a rom-com would be fun like it's like with chris evans like you 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 see you want to see chris evans as captain america you want to see him in these really interesting roles like him and knives out where he plays like a total douchebag um but then like he he has like um oh what's it called it's it's, that one yeah like yeah yeah that's it oh it's what's your number isn't it watch it yeah i haven't seen it but i need to watch it just because it's they it's just like they they Mm -hmm. just literally like made him like the heartthrob that everyone sees him as um which like i I think i remember the first time i saw him in a movie was in the nanny diaries with scarlett johansson ironically enough and he plays harvard hottie and oh my god but 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 yeah like I, i think he'd be perfect in this I really thought a bit more about kind of the younger characters. Um, Emilia, I, I thought Finn Wolfhard, like he just he'd be perfect as one of the Frog Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who I'd cast as the other one. Well, actually, I, I actually cast all three of them. So the other one would be Jack Dylan Grazer, who was in It with him, and then he was in Shazam. Which, if you haven't seen Shazam, you need to see Shazam. It's fantastic. I haven't, but it's I've one heard of the it's like really most good. underrated DC films to come out. Uh, it's so much fun. I like saw it uh, 
when I was home before my um before I moved to Florida last year, and it's just uh it's it's so goofy. Like it, it reminded me that Zachary Quinto like would have been a perfect Star Lord, and like it breaks my heart every day. But I'm really glad he's in this film. Is it Zachary playing a bigger character? Oh, not Zachary Quinto. I'm a big hero. Zachary Quinto. Fan, so sorry. <laughs> like Zachary Quinto, I would have known about that. But yeah. No, it looks like a lot of fun, but um, <laughs> I have not. But but I, I yeah. Yes. But, no. I definitely but, will. But now I've told you. So I have I like should. a list. <laughs> so. Yeah. Perfect. But um, I would take Jack Dylan Grazer and make him the other Frog Brother because I think. Of all the people that um, Finn Wolfhard has worked with, um, aside from like Bill Hader, and like that that awesome friendship that they have because of it, um, I think him and Jack Dylan Grazer would be perfect as those two guys. And as much as like, excuse me, like Jack Dylan Grazer kind of doesn't play; he hasn't really played a very uh, overtly masculine character like Finn Wolfhard has in the past um i feel like they, they could play like these yeah. kind of cool type guys like i i, I feel like they, they could pull off like i feel like I'm, I'm, it would be a challenge but i feel like they're the two actors i would see do it and then i would put as um the cory Haim character uh the kid who plays bill in it i forget his name um God, it's. It, I literally had it written down. Now I don't, can't find it. Um, Jaden, I would have him. He, he knives out too, play, right? Um, yes, yes. Isn't perfect. he in Knives Out? Yep, yeah, Jaden. Mar- well. Huh? Yeah, he is. He he, he plays um the Nazi the Nazi kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's really his whole character is like. Like literally, one of it, like he has like three lines in the entire film, and one of them is like liberal snowflake, and I'm oh, just like, what? So <laughs> but but I, I think because I I feel like he has the he I think he's mm-hmm. one of the few child actors that has the Corey Haim vibe. Um, because I, I feel like Corey Haim, like I feel like Corey Feldman was like the the funny, and I feel like Corey Haim was kind of the protagonist like like he is funny but he kind of is like maybe um oh my god what's his name Jonathan the actor Taylor that was Thomas. like on tiger beat all the time in the 90s <laughs> thank you <laughs> he, he was kind of like that before no he's so good who didn't love him like <laughs> i know I loved Home Improvement. He was freaking so Simba. For he God's was like sake. my life for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever got into Home Improvement. I was like, I was like building and shit. I'm like, no. Which like now I'm looking back. I'm like, That's yeah, you were way too gay for That's that. Fair. <laughs> you would never, never, never. But um, I would obviously kind of have them. But, like, I, I also would kind of... So one thing that kind of bothered me about the original was there was, like, some weird 
homoeroticism yeah. between yeah Michael i kind and of Sam, noticed that too just like brothers. little it's just like little things and i was like um do we need to talk about this like mm-hmm. i understand like I-, I don't have a brother um i don't know what the <clears throat> like I- but I've- i feel like i've been around brothers before enough in my life yeah. To know they're not that affectionate. And so I kind of would maybe mm-hmm. kind of distance that a little bit more. And again, like kind of put more focus on uh Michael and David, but like still have like them be like close brothers. Like maybe have like a little moment like like showing like maybe them when they were younger. Like I I, I would I think I would make this yeah. this film less comedic. And more serious, I guess, to kind of explore like this more like again, it would be more coming of age than comedy. Um so I think that'd be like another aspect is kind of again make it a bit more tumultuous, I guess, between them. Um with like Michael like kind of exploring things with David, like kind of like the typical like gay teen meets like someone who's more experienced and they kind of manipulate Mm -hmm. them like kind of almost like a cautionary tale in a way because I feel like we don't have those enough um in terms in the queer community in a way and then like also like kind of bring in a character like uh star to kind of be a a guide like a protector because I feel like you always kind of need that and and I feel like me I feel like Cara Delevingne would be perfect. But I also, I think I really love my Oh my god, I love that. And that would be Winona Ryder. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm like, of course you pick someone who was like in the Mm -hmm. 80s doing this stuff. I'm like, but now she's like old enough to play these characters. And I I feel like there's not really anyone else who plays the cookie mother as well as her. Yeah. Like maybe Catherine O'Hara, but Catherine O'Hara plays it a bit differently. Um, whereas I, I feel like when Nota Ryder like does it in a very different sense. And I, and I mean, like, I, I feel like she's hitting her new peak. Like she's hitting a new stride. Like, I feel like she really hit it off in like the 90s. I mean, the 80s, like the late 80s with like Beetlejuice and um Heathers. And then start making like really serious like period films like um little women and then disappear because like yeah, I, people just blacklisted I've, her my for heart shoplifting broke for her. Like, all that i mean i've always shit. been a huge fan of her so i'm so happy to see her like have a like resurgence in a way because she's great i love her yeah. but you're right like she plays like a more serious kooky mother Catherine o'hara is very much like a more ridiculous kooky yeah mother. Yeah, but like even even in Home Alone, where like she really has to be motherly, like it's still like very yeah. like a, like all over the place. But like like that. Yeah, really makes sense. I think so. And too. also, I, I think she'd be a bit too old for this. Like I, I yeah, think and they're like creek, thirty like or, you know, late because she had 30s. adult children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I think with this, if we're casting like yeah. actors who's supposed to look like teenagers, not so much. <laughs> but but I think when I think when Nona Ryder would be like 
would yeah. ha- have a really like fun time with this role. Yeah. But that that's kind of my idea as like a whole is like I kind of would reinvent it. Um maybe like like kind of like again have it in Santa Carla, mm-hmm. have like the boardwalk town influence to it, but um bring it to today, which like California is still just as like eclectic as it Definitely. was back then especially in in a place like that so i I feel like we could like still get like some of like that um aspect well like i i almost feel like like instead of the fire and brimstone um burning yeah concert they were having on the beach like i feel like we could have a rave instead not a coachella Mm -hmm. per se but like like a rave with like where like they're playing electronic music type of deal like not like a Coachella where like it's um, pop artists like where it's more electronic like like, I feel like that's kind of because I feel like yeah I I feel yeah like it'd be like the counterculture aspect and like and and also like rave Mm -hmm. is very integrated into um queer culture in a way like that like that kind of like atmosphere um and then like I don't know, yeah. like I feel, I feel, I would kind of want to make more of a political statement than it did before, and and kind of yeah, and put in like representation too, not like just that's kind needed. of like beating um, around the bush, but ma- ma- definitely having that like representation, which is really important. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, like that's why I love like your Zendaya choice because. I mean, like, we don't want to ha- cast in oh, yeah, on every sure. black female role or strong female character. Like, just, like, but, like, I, I think she'd work very well. Like, I-, I know there are, like, a few other actresses. Like, I could see, like, maybe, like, Laura Harrier. Like, she's another well, one other, who-, who could fit that my role. My other, but, like, choice yeah. for so, like, that, that, that role was, was actually Jasmine Cephas Jones. I don't know if you know who that is. But she an incredible actress um i know yes. a lot of people you know oh my god a lot of people know her from hamilton but um yeah <laughs> she's just, she's just great Peggy. i love her and she's um yes oh yeah and i mean oh she loved <laughs> anthony ramos yeah her and her dad and she, same and then she, she just won an emmy recently I know it's the first time oh my that God. happened. I love that. I love yes. <laughs> I oh mean, God, you the know, Emmys this year were just beautiful. Oh, it was, it was just. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! I was I I didn't expect it because I was like I'm I'm like they're gonna give things <laughs> to like, um, not again getting off topic, but um, like just. Shit's Creek winning everything was just so oh it was so nice. It was so like that that show was just yeah. serotonin. Listen, like, not to get off on a tangent during this, this quarantine. Quick, so like thank God. I was furloughed from my job in March, I think, or most people were. And you know, it well that I'm really sorry. About I, I was that. laid off Gosh. in March from my imagine. job. Okay. Well, um, uh, I mean, I, I, I when I was furloughed, though, I, it's still mm-hmm. like a scary experience because you don't really know what's going to happen. 
and I work at like a much smaller company. Yeah. Um, you don't know what's so going it's a on. lot, you know, obviously the way things have played out, that seems to not matter. But um, it, I was just looking for something to, you know, take my mind off of the worry and the panic. And I just binged Shit's Creek and it was everything I needed because it's all about like a family stuck together in a small space, which is, I think, appropriate for the time. Yeah. Um, and just seeing it that night, all of them winning and like, yep. they just deserve it so much. They're, they've been such a like bright light for me this year. I yeah. felt like I was right there with them. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely feel that because like, I had heard about it before, but I just like, before mm-hmm. I was working and hanging out with people like uh, I was living on my own at that point so like it it wasn't like like I I didn't have cable um which is like fine and like I I I think the only time I ever binge watched on Netflix during that period was to watch um the new season of Stranger Things before the house um because I I was like I have to watch this like in time for HHN 29 um but like after because like I was um not necessarily like I, I mean there was a lot of uncertainty because like um like I, I mean I think a lot of people who like listen to this podcast or like follow me on Twitter know that I was one of the CPs I was laid off from Disney um in March. And it was just like a huge blow because like at that point I was literally like looking at apartments like looking to buy a car like everything was starting to line up to like Mm -hmm. finally like put down some like roots for a while like kind of settle like settle down in like the 20 year old like 20 something year old version and then it was just like ripped up like that and so immediately like I was like looking towards things to do and I um the first thing I did was like horror movies but then the next thing I did was like I was like everyone was like oh you have to watch Shit's Creek I'm crying over this like everyone was like posting about the finale episode yeah. which um just like waterworks throughout that entire episode when I finally did watch yeah. it but I finally watched the show and it just it's so pure and real and so well acted so well written um we probably get some of, like, the best representation in terms of, like, queer characters. Like, I've never seen such a realistic mm-hmm. portrayal of a gay couple. Like, a non-toxic gay couple. Like, most of the time, like, we just have, like, these, like, tragic figures type deal. And they gave us this couple that got to go through, like, they found each other. They went on a date. Like things started to grow. They were moving in together. They worked. They worked in a store together. They had fights. They had like issues. They had all this, but they still like loved each other and were able to like forgive each other and be adults. And like it, it, it was that was one of the big things. And it just, it, it can, I'm not gonna go into like personal stuff, but like that there was. Uh, I was definitely at a point where I was like, oh, I'm like yeah. that just doesn't exist for me. So, but yeah, so like, I I love that. And like seeing them all win, like I I was 
just yeah. holding on to the the hope that at least Catherine O'Hara was gonna win just because I, I think she is the centerpiece of that show but then they're like oh we're giving it to all four of the roses I was like what like I, when I was like watching them like in that room like each of them accepting one after the other and I, I was just like yeah, what no. like I, I again like like you said like I was like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> but again like super off topic um, record a shit's creepy episode you have to have sappy and stuff <laughs> yeah I have a lot too oh, but my, this is I, about I, the I last I, have to. I feel like I have a lot of feelings about that show that like oops fine <laughs> oh my god I was just it's on fine, Scream Queens and I still brought it back to Shit's Creek. So I like, think it's a me problem. <laughs> oh my God. When I was on Scream Queens, I just like, they were con- like, we were constantly having like to bring it back. So, like, Timmy, you're just so good at going off on tangents. Like, I love to See, listen I, to I, I think that's why we we're need bad to get back together now because I will go like, off I'm on sorry. the tangent with you. <laughs> Often, but. <laughs> Oh my! It, yeah, <laughs> it's like you say anything else. I'm like, oh, I have to like say a little bit about this. But um, back back to Lost. What you're talking about? Yeah. Um, the remakes. Like, I I think this is one that needs to happen. I would love to see it at the end. Yeah. Of the day. Like, I, yeah. I, I really just I love your cool. idea again with like the representation, <laughs> the intentional representation, not the just like passive representation i think it's really important and i think you know through your lens it's much more important so yes you have to i'll direct it (laughs) i will direct it and and also i i love yours just because Mm -hmm. like I, i think we are in the period of like love letters to the 80s and so I, I think films that like kind of capture that aesthetic um do do work out. I, I but but I do yeah. think that like um there still needs to be um amends yeah. story wise, like you said. Like make Star a bit more prominent and just kind of flesh things out so that it's not as kind of like thrown around where you have to put the pieces together like 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 mm-hmm. like why why don't the Frog Brothers know about this that aspect of vampires and like what like it it was yeah. just like it could be like confusing it, like it to somebody together, who maybe like doesn't have more fluid. the same knowledge of the movie they, they would see him like drink the blood and they'd be like I don't understand but, how he's a vampire yeah he's a, like I don't get it so yeah 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 or, or, or just someone who doesn't really know vampire lore because like it's so complex and changed so much so like you like it's like when, when like for someone like me who like has watched so much of it um like i'm pretty sure like at the movie i watched like not I long love that movie. before it recently was an interview with the vampire i i i, <laughs> I might have to do an episode on that one because I, I have mixed feelings i have mixed feelings about that one um but um like it it's just like when like you see like that film then like Twilight and like Vampire Diaries and all these other ways like when when you see her like say so, like no it's 
um, when Star tells him, like, don't drink that, it's blood. And he's, like, already mm-hmm. confused by all the tricks that um, David pulled on him with the maggots and the rice and the worms. Um, which, again, one of my favorite scenes just because, yeah. Pro- probably that and um, the, the scene where um, he's just holding uh, on to the phone. He's like, the it's me. Because it's just it's so fine. hysterical. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's it's all good what's going on <laughs> or like also like we, we all right before that scene, we also got this beautiful profile of really Patrick, and i'm just like He's i'm like god that is a man <laughs> <laughs> he is i'm just <laughs> i'm so awful oh my god i need i need to take another drink of water that's, that's what, what i'm doing <laughs> quench the thirst all right but to move on in the vein of kind of fantasy ideas um of course in the era of diet hhn um the uh era of hhn taking on ips so often especially old favorites um and just like again a time of uncertainty with what's going on with hhn and like thinking of what's gonna come to hhn in the future all the time, no matter what time of year it is. Um, I I kind of want to talk about like I one hundred percent this is something we could see. I can't talk one hundred percent. Think it's something that we could see. I think it would have fit in really well in either twenty eight or twenty nine. To be honest with you, um, but it, there's such like beautiful like set pieces. Yeah in that oh, yeah. movie and just like great setups for scares like when she's looking for mm-hmm. them with the flashlight or one of the characters is looking for the vampires with a flashlight and just like a dark room and then like a light shines on like a scare actor and you see him and he's like a full yes. vampire i think there's so many like great things to pull from and we kind of already had like an 80s yep. vampire house with the hive but this is much more like biker gang hot vampire yep. so oh yeah oh yeah yeah i i agree too like um i've been like always off and on mm-hmm. about like certain films like i love gremlins with my whole being like i, I have a gizmo phone case i have a gizmo yeah. like that that was another like part of my serotonin during quarantine was watching the gremlins films because I hadn't seen the sequel, and now the sequel is like probably one of my favorite films ever. Um, I was like, I was like, why didn't no one show this to me before? Don't either, um, honestly. But I, I don't think that could work as a house, personally. Um, I love it so much. I just don't think it would work. I mm-hmm. think it would be. I think people are getting too hopeful with it. Um, so, sorry to like so many people that I love on Twitter who I who I talk about gizmo and like how much i love those films i just don't think i think it would be a logistical nightmare yeah um, too like some people are result, like oh I they have to do gremlins and then like those same people will turn around and be like why was that oh. whole house puppets <laughs> so stupid so yes exactly you win some you lose some but exactly yeah but but i think the lost boys is something that could work and since, like, we're kind of hitting this era since um, Poltergeist with 
these houses that expand upon the lore mm-hmm. of it because again like you, you were saying like you want kind of more of an explanation from this I feel like doing that in a house would work really well like of course we'd get like um iconic stuff like the house um the fair like things like that but I'd also love to see like it as much as like I think it, it would probably partly be kind of a comedy house like having um li- like I feel like we definitely have scares or triggers mm-hmm. with um Michael but Michael in like looking normal and stuff like maybe wearing the sunglasses like kind of like getting ash like triggers like I never I never saw Ash versus Evil Dead but I I've yeah. I've watched walkthroughs and um I, I know I would love that house, but I feel like that'd be perfect, like to kind of throw in with him and then maybe um with Corey Haim's character, maybe the having like the Frog Brothers dialogue being played, that type of deal. But then ha- like having multiple scenes that weren't really shown in the film, like with the campfire, yeah, um, in like the opening sequence with uh the cop, maybe and like focusing on those scenes and then um maybe like stuff in the lair uh i think like that uh they could do maybe something like one thing they haven't done in a while at hhm that i've seen in the past was those are always the mirror favorite. effect where it makes you look like <laughs> you're high up i love them so much and i don't i i, I feel like this yes. is yeah they work really well i feel like this could be the house that they could use that or like i i feel like maybe they could do that Mm -hmm. like when you enter the cave maybe like maybe um bring back um the second story house that they only use once with um castle vampire and like you see that or like I don't know, like like something where like, maybe like you have a flying scare, you mean kind of like, like a, above you, not a bungee, but like you're walking like something like um, Yeti, where it was over your head. Yes, but um, like think, uh, gothic or um, what's another one, uh, that they did recently, <laughs> um. Well, no, not re- well, not recently, but the original Nightingales, where they had the Nightingale yeah. kind of flying over. Yeah, they do fly. Like the, I mean, they that definitely fly. Like, like that so I think that that really would cool. have to be incorporated. Like, it, at some yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel like a few bungee scares would work with this. Um, but but that was what I was thinking of because like there is the scene where they Ew. um go yeah. to kill them and they only end up killing um Alex Winters uh vampire Marco <laughs> um which like that his his presence in this film just like gets me because he does nothing he's just there um well I love he, him by like, default so, because he, he really still... like has no purpose just to be part of this biker gang Oh, you should. Yeah. The third one's so sweet. Yeah. I, I so still much. haven't seen those movies. I need to do that. Yeah, I just watched it on demand, but it's it's so uh, good. I, I wish I saw it in theaters. 
Yeah, I don't really I mean, like the, the second original. one all I've that much, but like um, I would just definitely watch um, all three just to get like full effect because there's some jokes in the third one you may not pick up on if you haven't seen the second one. Uh, got you. Okay, but but like I I feel like we could um have like like kind of reenact that scene, but then have kind of multiple scenes maybe in the caves or just like we could have um mm-hmm. maybe like walking by like the car with like the couple inside of it with like the um the convertible and then from behind there's a scare actor as one of um David's like cronies like right there um maybe we could have like a cool like special and you're, like, effect in the scene with um David and Michael fighting maybe and then yeah but like the, they're kind of a oh, distraction yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we have um kind of Edward Herman's character kind of pop out kind of do that or like and, and then having like maybe um Diane Wee's character like kind of screaming because that always gets like a jump um yeah I don't know like, like uh, I, I think there are ways like to do it kind of like and that's kind of style, like what you'd already touched like on too because I kind of like these for me moments I would like to do this as like deal. poltergeist style so you know you would have like the obvious like copy and paste yeah. scenes but then you'd get a little more of the story fleshed out maybe something that we haven't seen before on screen but they have a little bit more of like a creative license to do that's what I would really want to see. Maybe more vampires. I don't know, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine they're the only ones. So. Yeah. Or maybe you are like the half vampire in the house. Oh, yeah. You know how yeah, like, like sometimes you get that like story where like you're part of the story and yeah. just like going through, people are shouting things at you as you're walking through. Not just the like <laughs> house attendants, yes. but like the actual actors. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like, so, like, that having the yeah. house end, like, not where the movie ends, but like, maybe where you become the vampire, you're the victim, like, that, yeah, no, yeah, that would definitely. And again, they I, always, I, I'm just not sure exactly. They always come up but, with like really interesting ideas. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I would see Poltergeist I, I, the way I, I, that I, it was played out, so. Oh, you didn't see it? I wish I'd seen it. <laughs> That's on my... No, I... So, I first went to HHN in 26 um, during my first college program. Okay. Um, and then I went back to school, and I went to school in New York, so I was back in the Northeast. And it just... Um, it never aligned. I wasn't making a lot of money because I was in school, and, like, mm-hmm. I worked, like nine hours a week and that was kind of just like to pay for food and stuff and like to go out with people yeah um so it just well, it was wasn't in the budget and so my Very return solid. was this past year yeah so mm-hmm. yeah no 20 oh my god i i mean i had the best time at 29 like it was i mean like I, i've said it before but um <laughs> HHN really has to thank the Galaxy's Edge opening merchandise team because where all of us were there. Like, 
that was our thing. Like I, I would always, uh, I'd be going and someone like one of my coworkers would text me and be like, are you coming? I'd be like, are you coming? Like we, it just, we'd always plan. Like I would see my coordinators, leaders, like it was just everybody mm-hmm. because we, we just were losing our minds on seven day work weeks. So we went to it, HHN. Um, yeah. So it was I think it's so, so. interesting that like every person <laughs> so we talk to has like, a different money history went that direction. Like, different years that they've gone, they've either gone all the way through X amount of years or they've skipped a couple yeah. years or they've gone once this year or a couple times next year blah 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 blah. I just think it's so interesting talking to different people about like what years they've been and things like that no we don't oh yeah which is why we don't like the gatekeeping because it block it blocks out the interesting stories because all the gatekeepers they're the same They've been going since the beginning, yeah. and I like this was the scariest I house of like all time. Very like, long Twitter read about this, but um, I and I've been going every year since 2006, and like I'm not gonna say that to like be like, oh, I've been going every year since 2006. Like, and even when I came into it, I was bullied heavily, um, and I would never <clears throat> want to make anybody feel the way that I felt. And I just love everybody's mm-hmm. perspectives on it. Everybody has a different perspective. Like you never know who's going to be the next creative director. Could be that started going last year, you know? Mm-hmm. So we do not oh, yeah. like the keeping here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no. And like my thing, like, so I did an HHN episode um, with my friend Courtney and she went for the first time the year after I went. So she went during 27 and she's not a horror movies person. She's none of that. She went because like she saw me going and having a great time. Then a bunch of her friends like wanted to go and she, she didn't, she only did one house. She did American horror story, which I told her, I'm like, that was a bad idea. You should have gone straight to the back and done Ash versus evil dead. Like, (laughs) That that would have like been your warm up, and then you could have gone to Bill and Ted, calm down a bit, and then maybe tried like something a bit more intense. Um, but like, and then so she only did a few houses. She did all the scare zones and all of that. But then a year later, she came back and did everything, and now she does everything. She's still like, <laughs> I love going through houses with her because something will always oh, get yeah. her. Like even in like <laughs> the crappy stranger things house that we got this year uh the most disappointing the thing was the first house i did and i walked down the highlight like, of that for me that was, was just <laughs> the amount of steves in the house i was like I- i'm like that was it <laughs> that was it oh yes i actually i actually worked with um someone who was um, oh, nice. a reserve that kept on getting pulled for um steve in that house yeah, I, I, there were also a lot of scare actors that um, worked in um, Galaxy's yeah. Edge at the time, too. So that was another thing. <laughs> we were just everywhere. Star Wars was just everywhere, and you, you didn't even know it. <laughs> you had no clue. Like, we have, we have freaking Hunter, who is like the granddaddy of, or no, not granddaddy. Um, yeah. Like the father of the HHN community. And his Always username is Tom Well, that was like <laughs> bringing was him up. Everywhere. He made a point the other night that was like, 
you know, what about all these people who are seeing these ones during the day for the first time? And then they're going to have like a love ignited because they've never either like financially been able to afford the event or have never heard of it or been interested in it. And then they see these two houses and they're like, this is like so cool. Like there's more like this happens every year. Like, and there's a lot more of them. Like I just, I live for moments like that. And I also like, sadly, Billie Eilish is, 99% 99% not going to happen next year, but I was about like the Billie Eilish fan girl who would come in just for her yeah. house, but then like see all the other things and be like, this is so cool. Like I live for moments like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I would, I was excited for that house, like, just because I think it would be the sleeper hit, but also to piss off all, like, the man babies that got mad about it. I I just want to see them get pissed. Like, that... That's all I want, but... um, But to finish Mm -hmm. off what what I was trying to say is, um, I have a lot of friends that originally, like, just didn't think they could do it. Like, they were too scared, but then they ended up going as much as I did to the event after one year and and so when people say things like i think it's getting like like one one person would would tell me like i think the event's getting dumbed down i'm like i don't think that's the right phrase and i think it's really demeaning to the people who thought they couldn't do this and now they're like i can do this and as someone who used to be that person like when you finally like get through your first haunted house like unscathed and like you're just smiling and like you're like that was like weirdly really fun like it, it's such a good feeling and then like you and that's when like you know and it's like I feel like in most people like most people have that I feel like some people don't um that just like get way too anxious when it comes to that stuff but um but I, I think like there's a lot of people that can be like pushing it and I think it's a good way to kind of explore an industry that is so kind of slept on I feel like I feel like the haunt industry is doing so much in oh, terms yeah, of performance sure. I 100% that agree. people don't know and I think HHN is like a good gateway <laughs> yeah but um <laughs> I think we went just like on a like 10 minute tangent about that <laughs> yeah talking about the lost boys but I think the lost boys I would love to see it I, one day. I want to like, say Warner Brothers. I don't know when. I want to say oh, they have something it in that, like, like, Warner Brothers Horror Comes Home event. They're not doing that anymore. Oh, yeah. God. If they, if they take it for that, I'd be pissed. Thank God. Okay. My God. I'm already mad at them yeah. because they didn't let, let that, us oh. take it. And I know would it would have been, have so been good. <laughs> an amazing house. Oh my. I think that could happen. I'm still holding out hope for Scream though, because feel- that's my favorite. I'm just. I know. I know. I mean, they were so close. I know for sure the like, one time. Uh, the first it, like, year I went. that they were um, that close? The director's house had a couple of scenes with scream in it 
but I think it was still in like the renegade phase of HHN where they would kind of just do whatever they wanted until somebody said something. I think that was last year you yeah. could film Bill and Ted too, because Disney like saw what they were doing with uh, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean and they were not happy. So <laughs> that's why you couldn't film in there. But Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Oof. I would love to see Scream as well, but yeah. Lost Boys would definitely be Damn. something I think we could see but... in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think vampires go over really well um, at HHN, so I would love to see it, and um, yeah, I think we both can agree, like, this is one of those, I feel like one of, like, the comfort horror films. Like, I, and I feel like, um, when you get it, it's just such a nice, like, play it in the background type deal, like, quote certain <laughs> lines, because it, it has such, They're like, just noodles, fantastic David. one-liners, like, or killed by stereo. They're just noodles, Michael. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Vice versa. I feel like we're going back and forth. We're like we're we're saying like we're talking about Michael. Yeah, we really need David. <laughs> we'll we'll just call him Spike and Angel. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I think we've unpacked how much we love this film, and it's I I wish there was more ways for people to watch it because I, again I you can rent it on um, YouTube where you can watch if it. you really it want to I've demand. rented movies sure on there before and check, it's, but... they give you like forty eight hours to watch the rental it's like three bucks so it's definitely worth three dollars I would say yeah yeah I yeah I I did too I did it with um the original it um. I watched that, and then uh, what else did I watch? Mm-hmm. I watched something else on there. I know I watched Paranorman, but Paranorman's up there like free for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why Leica hasn't done anything about it, but it's literally just sitting there, and I think it's been sitting there for years. Yeah, and it's accessible. Um, I feel like everybody has but yeah, that, that's a YouTube account. It's like, it's like five bucks, I think. That's just a really easy like way. You can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on the TV or on the computer. Yeah. So. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and and I think Amazon has similar pricing too. If you have Amazon, um. But yeah, yeah we love this movie. Um, want, probably want to watch it again. <laughs> Even though I watched it last night, just prepare, so I wasn't like during my scream episode. I'm like, what's the name of this person? Give me a minute. I have to look them up. And now I'm like, I'm like, I remember everything. Like even like little details because I watched it the other night. But um. I think that wraps it up in terms of Lost Boys. Um, I, I think we've um, not- overdone our thirst for Michael and David. So <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> but um... <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> but um, before we go, um, I don't and, have anything um, to plug, um, where can, um, but you can find, find me you have, like, at Crazy to, Shark Lady um, on in. Instagram and Twitter. It's like Crazy Cat Lady, but with sharks. Because Jaws, yes. 
because Jaws. <laughs> oh, he's very good. What's his name again? <laughs> I have I have my little Squishmallow very shark good. right here. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> he's just so cute. I just like I saw like the little like toothy smile, and I was like, I'm like that's mine. I need that. I need that. Then I'm on Twitter. And yeah. I, like, and I forget what you tweeted about. I was like, I was like, wow! I really brought, bought this and said Aaron writes. Aaron writes. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. I'm like, it was like it's my. <laughs> Anytime you buy a shark, is Aaron writes. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you all should follow Aaron. She's so much fun. This so Tuesday, cool. she's actually. Also, um, a Florida native, so she's gonna be yeah. outside HHN <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go Thanks. so if you want your HHN or horror fix if you if you don't get it enough from me go to her she's fabulous <laughs> of course um, but to find me as usual um, my personal on Instagram Twitter and TikTok when I use it um, but if I don't use it we can just be mutuals and send um, thirst trap TikToks to each other because that's what I do otherwise I could use my time wisely and actually like film like interesting TikToks, but instead I just like send my friends. I'm like, ooh, abs, here you go. It's like, oh, I also found abs, here you go, Timmy. Like it's you know um what's a symbiosis. That that is that is what that is. <laughs> but um but my ad as <laughs> um but my ad is um as um, a lot of you who probably watch this, um, watch this, listen to this, um, it's Queen Timothy I, that's K-W-E-E-N-T-I-M-O-T-H-Y, and then I, because of the Roman numeral I for the first, because I'm the one, the only, that's where you can find me on all of those, most actively on Twitter, being messy and causing drama for no reason other than that I have nothing else better to do, so... Oh, I've seen it. If you want to join that, <laughs> Aaron has seen it. <laughs> Constant, yeah. If you get a shit and then, and then gift for me, it's a compliment for um, the no. Shit Creek um, <laughs> gifts. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Back it's great. Forth. That's that's how conversations go. It's just shift uh, Shit Creek gifts <laughs> back and forth um but then also for this podcast um to find any more updates on new things that are coming bonus episodes um maybe changes um guest opportunities i, I kind of put out um a little like sos's um for especially for this month um that's how erin came to me and was like i want me on this episode and i was like yes please let's do it this will be fun um so, like, just to keep up with this podcast, um, you can follow us on Twitter at ITKTR Podcast, um, because that's the uh, shorthand version of In the Queen's Throne Room is just an acronym. Um, but um, I think oh, thank that's you. I really loved kind it. of where we end this. So thank you so much again, Erin. It has been wonderful. It's the law. Uh, I'm so glad. And if I ever do a Shit's Creek episode, I'll definitely have okay. it on 100%. <laughs>
it is the law. It, it will happen. It will definitely happen. Yes, because I, I for sure. I feel like we went on such a tangent. And I was I was like, damn, like the oh, we need this saved. <laughs> but it's fine. And um, thank you to everyone who is listening right now. Um, it means a lot. You can um, <laughs> I probably should have mentioned this um before, but you can listen to this on most streaming platforms. I'm still working on Apple Apple. Pa- I I can't even say it. Apple Podcasts. Um, because they're frustrating, but this is on Spotify, um, Overcast, Pocket Cast, anywhere you can listen to this. Um, yeah, but, um, other important reminders, um, save, (laughs) save 2021. Um, Halloween is not canceled, but make sure to wear your goddamn fucking mask, please. And social distance. We don't want anyone else getting sick. I don't care that there's a vaccine coming through. Like, still be healthy. Like, the CDC isn't doing this to make our lives mm-hmm. miserable. Um, they, they're just trying to make our lives safe. So, please follow those guidelines. And you can still have a fun Definitely. Halloween. Like, Halloween is not canceled. Like, y- you can still salvage with that. But as always, continue to be the kings, queens, and non-binary monarchs in your life, and I'll see you back in the throne room. Was it good? Spooky friends. Bye.